Let us pray. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world's rulers of the darkness of this age, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Dear Lord, today I declare that you alone hold authority over the forces of darkness at work against me. I will not fear or tremble at the strategies of Satan, because I know you have power over them. Greater are you who live in me than he who is in the world. Lord, I am more than a conqueror in you, and the evil one cannot touch me. Help me to walk confidently in your victory and fight the good fight ahead. I put on the full armor of God today and look to Jesus Christ as my protection from all that would seek to destroy me. In the strong name of my Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. America's federal debt just reached $33 trillion, and many economists predict the weight of this crippling debt load will soon topple the whole financial system. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold too. But learn for yourself. Text the word HEARTBEAT to 989898 and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Text HEARTBEAT to the number 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. There's no cost or obligation, so do it now. Text HEARTBEAT to 989898. Satan is accompanied by demons, fallen angels bent on destroying humanity and God's created order. I watched as the beast rose up against the white rider. He gathered the evil armies of the earth and ran towards him. The mighty horsemen and the beast clashed. With a swoop of his sword, the rider enveloped the armies. The beast raged against him, but he was not equal to the Lord of Lords. With the conquering hero of heaven within us, no darkness can overcome us. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Today concludes our mini-series on war, wrestling through biblical conflict and turmoil by revisiting some of the more violent biblical stories. By now, I hope we all understand even better how to relate to God, ourselves, and each other in a healthy and grace-filled way. Remember, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of God's love and justice in the midst of it. 
So far, we've looked at humanity's struggle with God, with each other, and within our own lives. But there's another war waging all around us, a battle for the souls of men and control of culture. This spiritual struggle occurs between heaven's hosts and the enemy's servants. This struggle is also known as spiritual warfare. Genesis 3 introduces us to a fallen angel known as Satan, which means the adversary. Satan entices Eve to disobey God, creating a divide in humanity's relationship with God. Yet in the garden, there was a lurking evil in the form of a serpent. He was crafty and a deceitful messenger determined to lure man away from God's loving presence. While God spoke life into existence, the serpent spoke death, his words directed towards Eve trying to twist and deceive. He approached her saying, Did God really say you could not eat from any tree in the garden? Eve replied, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, However, God instructed us not to eat of the fruit of the tree of good and evil, nor shall we touch it, lest we die. The serpent, knowing that pride was the path away from God, said, You will not surely die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like him, knowing all good and evil. This enticed Eve and has enticed humanity for all generations after her. The possibility of being our own gods has directed the path of evil for thousands of years. Notice that Adam and Eve's first temptation involved self-improvement. Yes, Satan suckered them with a sales pitch of self-improvement. Your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil, Satan said. The lie was that God was holding out on them, and that they could somehow improve their condition. Notice also that Satan wanted them focused on good and evil, a system of morality and ethics, rather than trusting God himself as their source of life and godliness. Temptation is the same for us today. We begin to presume God is holding out on us and that we can somehow find fulfillment apart from Him. Furthermore, we sometimes buy the lie that if we just know right from wrong, good from evil, that we're living the good Christian life. But remember that anyone can act moral and ethical even without knowing Jesus. What God really wants from us is our faith, our trust, our dependency on Him. As we trust the indwelling Christ and bear the fruit of God's Spirit, that's all the goodness we need to worry about. That's what pleases God anyway, our faith in His Son. So yes, the enemy is telling the same lies today that he's always told. And Satan is accompanied by demons, fallen angels bent on destroying humanity and God's created order. Throughout the Bible, we get a clearer picture of who these demons are. 
Their mission is to bring about the demise of humankind through corruption, possession, temptation, and accusation. There's a well-known dialogue between Satan and God that was poetically expressed in the book of Job. In a different form of space and time near the shining presence of the Almighty, the accuser, Satan, appeared before the Lord. From where have you come? God asked. The two did not stand as equals. Satan was allowed to live, but only under the permission of God. I have traveled to and fro on the earth, seeking who may be led astray, Satan said. His tone was slithery, and his countenance was bitter. He looked at God with equal reverence and hatred. The Lord spoke, saying, Have you seen my servant Job? There is none like him. He fears me, turns away from evil, and walks blamelessly before his peers. God's voice was elated with pride as he spoke of his beloved Job. It made Satan writhe where he stood. But what about the good guys? The heavenly beings we're most familiar with are angels, and God sends them out to work on his behalf for the benefit of his people. In this way, angels do the opposite of demons. Sometimes, angels even deliver justice on God's behalf. Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah prayed silently in the cool of the night. The gentle evening breeze caressed the backs of their heads as they bowed in prayer. The wind whistled down the hills and through the camp down below. With the breeze came a terrifyingly silent presence. An angel of the Lord stepped foot into the Assyrian camp. He walked its alleys unseen. He passed by tents and fires without casting a shadow. As a silent thief, the angel of God stole the life away from Sennacherib's warriors. One by one their spirits were taken from them. It was a gentle yet terrifying slaughter. And as quickly as the angel came... He left with the wind. Other times, angels are deliverers or messengers. Yet Peter continued to pray for deliverance. And only hours before he was to appear before Herod to be judged, he heard the sound of chains cracking. Peter looked down to see his chains had been removed. He looked up and saw a light shining through the cell. It was an angel of the Lord. Arise, the angel said. Be quick and dress yourself. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter did not ask questions. He draped his hood over his head and moved through the prison halls. It was damp and dark, but the light of the angel lit Peter's path so he would not stumble. As Peter followed the angel past the second guard, he could not help but wonder if he was dreaming. However, Peter was quickly proven wrong as he stood at the large iron gate that separated the prison from the outside. He looked down at the locks on the gate, and they were left wide open. Peter walked right through and went to visit Mary and John. Angels serve a significant purpose in God's plan. They are messengers and servants of God, carrying out His will and protecting His people. They bring comfort, guidance, and protection to believers. Angels remind us of God's love and care for His creation. 
They're a reminder of the supernatural realm and the spiritual battles that take place. We can take comfort in knowing that angels are working on our behalf, fighting for us and ministering to us. Their purpose is to glorify God and assist in His divine plan. Demons are a different story. Jesus came to dispel the works of darkness caused by sin, death, and Satan. During his earthly ministry, he displayed his authority over demons. Ultimately, when he hung on the cross and proclaimed, It is finished, he declared victory over the sinful work of Satan. And at the very end, we'll get to see Jesus' victory over Satan and his demons sealed once and for all. I watched as the beast rose up against the white rider. He gathered the evil armies of the earth and ran towards him. The mighty horsemen and the beast clashed. With a swoop of his sword, the rider enveloped the armies. The beast raged against him, but he was not equal to the Lord of Lords. His horns were ripped from his head, and his knees were torn from his limbs. With decisive justice, the hero of history cast the beast into the lake of fire. God's chosen hero, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, had defeated evil once and for all. With the conquering hero of heaven living in us, no darkness can overcome us. After all, he who is in us is greater than he who's in the world. God has equipped us with everything we need to resist the enemy's schemes. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, and the evil one cannot touch us. Yes, he can lie to us and deceive us, but he can't actually harm us. Because of the finished work of Christ, you might just say the enemy is all bark and no bite. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Follow the podcast so you can learn the Bible in this entertaining and inspiring way. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.